Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have Ron McMurtry, who is Chief Marketing Officer of Sage. Ron, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you. Uh, Sage is really an amazing company. Uh, lots of different moving parts. So tell us a little bit about your role, because uh, I think you've been in it now for a bit over a year. What's it been like just trying to get your arms around everything? Yep, I, uh, it's, it's great, actually. I joined the company about two years ago and started running customer marketing across our, our 23 markets. We happen to operate in 23 markets across eight different regions of the globe. And uh, I came in to help work on our really our front and our customer marketing piece. And then about a year later, I joined us. I was asked to take over the CMO role. And it's been a tremendous ride, really um, with a big focus of helping transition the company from a kind of a perpetual desktop oriented software company to one that's building a range of subscription and cloud services across the globe. So I got marketing teams at different life cycles, tech stacks I'm unifying, customer experiences and journeys we're working on, but it's been a it's been a great, great ride so far. And um, for those that don't know Sage, we, we sell software to entrepreneurs and small businesses, startups and, and scale-ups, and then enterprise customers. So we're one of the few that actually cover all three single markets um, globally in all the countries that we operate in. So as you've moved to a subscription model, which many, many software companies and even companies that aren't in, in software are moving to that model, what have been some of the challenges from a marketing standpoint? Well, we have 3 million customers worldwide, so we've got to bring them along with us. We have a philosophy called C4L, which is customer for life. And um, you have an innovation challenge and you have a customer for life challenge. And those, you know, so we have built... Um, a series of offerings that help our current customers migrate at the pace that they're ready. When you operate in 23 different countries, all with their own sub-verticals and micro-verticals, um, you have different cloud adoption and different adoption cycles of when they're ready to migrate. So we've got to manage that base. Meanwhile, we're building new products for the next generation of customers. So blending those two together is a a bit of art and science, but we always start with the customer and their needs and work to maintain our differentiation. So within all those markets, how, how much of all the, I guess, the decision making is done centrally with you or how much are you delegating to the fields or certain countries have discretion in terms of their go to markets and what they're doing? So um, great question. It's always a, a, you know, a tug of war, but I, the way I've run global organizations, I, I strike a big balance between what gets done in market and what gets done centrally or through the functions. Um, I think of the functions, whether it be brand or communications or our digital teams um, or, or our sales ops or marketing ops teams, those are centers of excellence that are enabling functions. Uh, but the buck stops where the customer sits, which is in the market. So we have a natural balance between the customer voice, the requirements, the demand sets, and developing those teams to make sure that what gets done at the center is an enabling function. So, you know, when we first started in truth, when I took over the organization, the pendulum had swung too far of center. And it's really hard to have somebody in Atlanta, Georgia, convince somebody in, you know, Sydney that they understand the market. So uh, I've spent uh, 
a, a fair amount of time swinging that pendulum to the right center. And that center is different for each market and each kind of center of excellence function. So, you know, unifying a digital stack and creating or a MarTech stack and, and creating a services layer for everyone is something that you can swing easily. How you handle creative and how you handle things like brand that have to be unified, that may have a little bit higher weight towards towards the center. So it really depends on each function. But for me, the voice of the customer and the re, uh, comes from the region. And at the end of the day, the people on the ground are the ones with the right answers and, and knowing where the customers need to go and what the needs are. And then we work together as a team to create the right optimization and the right service layer to serve the market. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that the digital stack. Um, are, do you have one unified model now that all 23 markets use or are you, or are you in the process of migrating to one? Well, uh, it's a constant process because we're always trialing new technology. But yes, in the course of the last 18 months, I started this when I in customer marketing is we have we are our biggest challenge is unifying our CRMs because with three million customers, 23 countries, we've grown up through a range of CRMs and we're bringing those together. But the layers above that, how we look at data, how we handle our data science, how we mine our systems, um, how we run that through a for both account based marketing and for more uh, general marketing. We have those platforms stabilized. We have standard systems around social and around how we do our visualization and things of that nature. So we have gone a long way, but we are always using different regions for test beds, beds for new technology. For example, how we went about ABM is we had two different regions do, if you will, bake-offs on different tech, tech stacks that we could blend into our platform and we determine things that way. So I like to have the two the regions work together and with and against each other to figure out the best solution for collaboration and then we bring them together but it's never done in my experience of doing this quite some time there's always something new there's something you want to try but we work very hard to standardize so that there's lots of cross training and i move teams from one geography to another uh, for leadership development and colleague development and for expertise it's a pretty comprehensive. So you mentioned ABM, you mentioned several other technologies. Is there something that you have your eye on strategically that over the next 24 months, you're like, hey, you know, that would be the next technology platform that I'd like to bring in? We are putting more and more AI layers into our into our marketing and automation and our ABM. And there's some really cool stuff out there right now that, um, that we're trialing uh, to really, um, so, it started with how we run segment, how we run audiences and segmentation. When you deal with three major markets, small, medium, and large, and micro verticals within that, the better we can target and the better we can use technology like AI and audience profiling and target our media, the better we are to handle our qual and our conversion. So we, we, we really skip the MQL measure and go straight to sales qualified. It creates better relationship with sales. So as we've looked at our tech, it's how can we get more specific in our targeting, better utilization of media, better intelligence. So when we hand leads over the, the sales teams, whether they be the LDRs or, or our AEs, depending on the type of lead we're passing, they can act quickly on it and have a qualified lead and with more intelligence behind it. So 
where we see ourselves going as our stack is kind of stabilizing, although we're always trialing something new, um, but we're putting a lot more intelligence and targeting into that. Are you doing anything with um, chatbots and conversational web technology? Yeah, yeah, we have um, we have a, a system called Peg. Uh, today, it started as um, a small business system for our, for receipt capture, which would then write write to the books, so you could you know talk about what you bought and it made a journal entry. We've now started using that um, through some of our marketing and through other self-service functions within Sage. So to me, Chatbot is more of a narrative UI UX that just as you have visual ones today. So it's an intelligent layer that gets attached to AI, um, which is more about a different way of interacting with the application and with us as, as, as marketers. Yeah, it's really fascinating. So switching gears, I guess, to people, you're running a, a pretty complex organization. What what do you look for when you're trying to build talent and add it to your team? And what, what are the types of skills? Are they generalists? Are they specialists? A little bit of both? Um, it's a carefully uh, constructed cocktail. So um, in my... Hang on, wait, wait. I, want, I, wait I want to get this recipe down. Hold on. <laughs> okay. In my... Um, I mean, we do a lot of different things. So in the specialized functions, we we definitely, or the what I call the functions, the centers of excellence, those are very specialized groups and we recruit talent in a very, you know, focused way there. So, you know, like for example, we happen to be an Oracle shop when it comes to our, our marketing automation engine, we run Elico. We've got 10% of the luminaries around the globe that work for us. Awesome. So we do very targeted, um, hiring to make sure if we're going to bring customer reference people in, they've seen it and done it, and they've got the right systems and platforms that can come to us. So, uh, depending on how we where we're hiring, we do a mix of generalists to a mix of specialists, so we can cross pollinate and educate um, our teams. Um, in the field teams, they are in the customer marketing teams or the teams that sit in a region. We can afford to have more a broader range of campaign managers and event teams and and data specialists because we manage a lot of the data locally given um, the rules that are happening with customer data. But we tend to to mix that and it has to do mainly by the role and um, but we we get our talent a lot of different ways. We get, we do a lot of we do some university work. We have a mentoring program within the company. I run a hypo program for cross pollination and cross training. And then of course we do traditional re recruiting to bring in different levels of talent. So for us, it's, it's all about talent development and we've just implemented a new system called lead within our, within our company, which is, um, it's more about performance development than performance management. And it's about, um, a constant system of optimizing and engaging with our colleagues to help them understand where they're headed and how we can develop them. So for me, a marketer at, at Sage is going to switch jobs on a fairly regular basis so that we can cross-pollinate and make sure that they're learning from the experience. So <clears throat> given that, what, what are you held responsible for? And then in turn, what are you holding your team? What kind of performance standards do they measure on? Uh, I run the strategy uh, with the team. I have I, my, my group I call uh, the MLT, the marketing leadership team. So I have each say each each region has a marketing lead, a customer marketing lead, and I have the central team. So for our, you know, 
little over $2 billion company. I've, I have about 15 direct reports, one for each patch, and then the central teams. Um, we set the strategy together. I'm accountable for running it and, and operationalize it and making sure we're running talent together. And I really let the teams run their run their priorities. We, we run a pretty good system of an operating cadence of how we invest, where we invest. It's a regular approach. We do a lot of team meetings. So that's a very, even though it's global, it's a very collegial team. People reach out from around the globe. We leverage time zones. Uh, so from my standpoint, I'm guiding the team. I'm developing the team. I'm looking for the next patch of talent. I'm working to bring in new capabilities and help tap new markets. And I spend a lot of my time quite candidly uh, with my partner uh, in the product delivery team, making sure these next generation of services are going to land correctly in market. <clears throat> That's fantastic. So, but in terms of uh, actual financial performance, are you, are you held accountable for pipeline contribution or revenue to the business? Yeah. So, um, I, I measured off the company's, uh, revenue, um, our recurring revenue growth and our overall contribution and our absolute, um, organic growth that happens in the company. Uh, we met, I'm also re responsible for lead generation, uh, for the company brand perception, uh, NPS, uh, all the key metrics that you would expect a, a CMO to be tied to. So our customer sentiment, our colleague sentiment, cause we do, um, we do surveys on that as well as, um, lead and overall revenue. So I'm curious, some, a lot of the CMOs I talk to, uh, say that with all the investments in technology, they get pressure from finance and from their bosses to reduce personnel because there is this uh, feeling that technology can scale and they need less personnel on the team. What's your take on that? Are you facing the same pressures? And if so, how are you handling it? I, I'm not. I'm not facing pressure. I'm probably one of the most supportive CFOs you can have in the business who often ask me if I, for the next set of money, what could I do with it more so than how can I reduce? Um, but we've kind of taken our, with our strategy, we have shifted for, to, I call it fixed and variable, not to kind of position colleagues that way, but we have shifted more of our marketing spend as we've deployed technology to programs and less on people. Um, but you know, we're not, we don't run, uh, we run our ship where we put people where we need them. But, um, you know, I have in the last year and a half shifted that mix cause we were, we were probably overweighted on team versus using automation and data and, and the analytics you need to run a really good marketing team and optimize. But that's, that has changed over time and it, and it will continue. But, when you're running, you know, eight patches around the globe, three different uh, segments, and then micro verticals within it, and then lines of business from accounting, people services, and payment services, you know, you've got to have a certain amount of specialization and talent to make that work. It can't just all be about the programs. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, a quite an interesting. I mean, it's challenging actually. <laughs> from it's the awesome, actually. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, just curious if you had to go back and give yourself advice as a young person starting out in his career, what would you tell a younger version of yourself? Uh,